<laughs> Welcome to episode 7 of the Multiverse Podcast for October 30th, the weekly podcast show delivering the latest news and topics in movies, television, video games, and comic books. If you didn't realize, NBA season's just started and we're extremely hyped for that. So that was our boy Kawhi Leonard just giving a, uh, a talk to the, his, his new home crowd. Mio, what do you make of the NBA season so far? Um, I'm really digging it so far. Um, all the teams look pretty balanced this year, unlike last year, where everyone thought the Golden State Warriors were going to win. Yeah, but um, yeah, anyone can win this year. But um, Clip, I got Clippers, Clippers lost yesterday, man. Yeah, yeah, that was strange. Yeah, that was like a weird one. But obviously, you're expecting them to. to... Yeah, before that game, I was going to go on here. I was going to predict like 75 wins, but they lost. So I'm not yeah. going to predict that anymore. Nah, they lost. So um, I don't know. What... I'm I'm a Clippers fan for this season. Our boy Kawhi Leonard, or well, my boy Kawhi Leonard, uh, just I had to stick with him. Like last season, it was uh, the Toronto's just because of Drake's antics and and so forth. But yeah, uh, I forgot to completely introduce you. So I'm the host, Hussein. My my co-host is the meme lord himself, Mio. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about. We will started off with NBA because we're just extremely hyped for it, and I think as Mio said. Uh, it's going to be such a balanced season. I'm looking forward to it. I've only been following it for about three seasons now. So, Mia, who you who you got your money on this season? Uh, probably the Clippers in the West and the East. I will, I'll say um, Philly. <laughs> I am a Miami fan, though. so I, I want Miami to go there, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I've, like obviously with me, it's been new to well, not new to the sport, but just. Because it's on ridiculous hours here. It's like some games are on 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock. And uh, it just depends on what I get up to. Um, but I'm sticking with Clippers. I think my brother is going with the Lakers. Uh, um, I think a lot of people I've spoken to don't believe Golden State will make it into the playoffs. So, yeah, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty banged up this year. They're pretty shit, aren't they? So uh, they, They've only played one game, I believe, and that was against the Clippers, and they lost that. Quite and uh, handing out L's again, my boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. You, okay, so we do this every year, but who's your MVP prediction? You predicted Harden to get I years predicted in Harden last season. He almost I've, won. He was he second place. Won, yeah. Who won it? Yanis did one. Yeah, correct? Giannis did. Yeah. I think it'll be between uh, James. I think last season, obviously, he had he had uh, such a bad, horrible season just through injuries and so forth. I think he's up for it. Um, Either him, uh, Kawhi, Paul, is it Paul George from uh, Clippers also? Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go with Harden again. So those, those are my four picks for, for this season. I don't think, yeah, those are my four for this season. I think um, playoffs, mm, I, I, it's hard to tell. Give me a bit more time and then I'll <laughs> halfway yeah, through the we'll season. We'll just do regular season MVP right now. Yeah, okay. So regular season MVP, those are my picks. Uh, I think Yanis will be up there again. Harden, uh, James, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. Those are my five picks, let's say. Okay. And, uh, yeah, those, those are my five. Solid this, yeah? Yeah. Not not too bad for somebody who's, like, let's say, a, a novice in the sport. But, okay. Uh, we've got to quite a lot this week. Uh, I don't know where to begin. Uh, before we touch on any news, let's just talk about what we've been doing. Um, should we talk about Watchmen first? Because... I'm really, I'm dying to talk to you about it. I'm yeah, dying to let's let's do it. Uh, okay, before we get onto that, I've finally watched the the movie. Uh, it's an okay movie. I don't know if we talked about it last podcast. No, we didn't. Um, it's an okay movie. This is kind of essentially my 
third attempt at watching this movie. It's just so long and uh, it's a drag. It is, man. Because because uh, you know he tries to do like shot for shot, does the graphic novel and like you know that's not gonna work. It's not gonna it's, work. It's a different no. medium. Mm. So finally, at the third attempt, I, I finished it, but I finished it over two two nights. Uh, I just started it late the, the, on the first night. And by the time I was halfway through, it was about two o'clock. So I thought, you know, I need to get back to bed. Um, and then finished it the next day. I enjoyed it. It was good, but it wasn't, I think a lot of people say it's like one of the best comic book adaptations. Or I, I really don't think it's, it's the case. I, I don't think it should be highly rated. Some people obviously love it. Some people don't. Um, I just, you know, I thought it was just okay. So um, but going into the TV show, I'm happy it hasn't continued from the movies. It has, it's kind of a continuation from the, the graphic novel slightly. Um, yeah. I enjoyed the first episode. I, I, I loved really, it. Really did. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, give me your thoughts on it and I'll kind of touch on. Okay. So the, op- the episode opens up and it's the, the black Wall Street massacre. And yep. I'm like, Oh, so is this how we're going to start the show? Like, I was like stunned during the opening. How do you feel about that opening? Uh, I was stunned because I was like, where's this going to go from? Uh, where, like going into, obviously I've got the graphic novel, but having, I've never finished it. So I was like, okay, are they going to go down the, the route of the, of the movie, Snyder's movie where obviously Rorschach got killed by uh, Dr. Manhattan just to cover up uh, uh, Ozerman Dias's, um, uh, his, his plot. Um, a so good breaking was, bad episode, by the way. Ozymandias. Yeah, that was a beautiful You know where episode. that's from, by the nope, way? Nope. Uh, it's like, um, I don't know the full context, but Ozymandias is a, a statue in like, oh, okay. in like the desert somewhere. And it reads like, like behold my kingdom, like something like that. And, you know, it's like all desert. There's no kingdom there. That's why they named it the Breaking Bad episode, because that's when Walt's kingdom falls. Ah, yeah. that's quick. That's sick. I, I honestly did not know that. Quick, quick fact checking there. There you go. Quick fact right there. Um, so yeah, the first episode when when I saw that, I was like, wow. It was kind of, I was like, okay, we're gonna go here, and I knew there was gonna get uh, the, the sorry the TV show was gonna get a, a bit of a backlash because of that episode, but uh, I I loved it. I really did. I thought, you know what? Okay, we're gonna go there. This is gonna be a dark, gritty storyline. It's gonna build up. To something I think epic, and I really enjoyed the opening. I, and um, just kind of, we, we'll try and talk no spoilers because I know some a few people haven't seen it. But as soon as I saw it and I saw the, the mask and obviously that cop in the opening, I realized you know this is all based on Rorschach's journal. Obviously, it was published by and viewed ultimately as a work of conspiracy and mental illness. So, so when did you realize this was a sequel? Uh, I didn't. I thought. I thought it was just like you know the graphic novel again i had no clue okay so i realized with the uh, with the mask obviously and obviously with that when it started raining the squids i didn't understand yeah, that that's, that's when i that's when i'm like oh this is a sequel yeah this is a sequel to because that's how they do it in the comics as you mentioned and so so did my brother mention it um so i just i saw that and obviously it's that's when it dawned on me that it was going to be a sequel and i was like okay i'm up for this i'm i'm ready give it to me and I just loved the pacing of that first episode. It didn't really just put everything out there for you. Like a lot of pilot episodes really just sit, try and ramp pack that pilot episode so they kind of sell it to you and get you on your seats. And then 
the episodes after kind of really really poor rundown and so forth but i feel like the pacing of this episode was really good and it kind of it's going to lead up to something epic i believe so yeah that's uh, what I, that's what i loved about this episode it was, there wasn't any like long explanation scene of like how the how the universe is it was yep. just like they keep dropping you stuff and it's like oh vietnam's a country like oh yep. this has happened this has yep. happened you're like kind of confused but you like know what's they're like catching you up like exactly slowly. so my missus uh was watching it with me she she said you know what she wants to uh watch the tv show bear in mind she's never watched a movie she's never read the graphic novel or nothing so she went into it knowing nothing she was slightly confused but it was easy to to follow along because you don't really need to understand the graphic novels or anything because it, it can tell its own story it's obviously set in the same universe as the graphic novel but it's it's kind of a as you, as you mentioned, it's equal to all the events. So you don't really need to know because they actually do drop it here and there. Um, but I, I, to be honest, I've, I loved it. I know today's episode, the next episode drops for you today, drops for me tomorrow. Yeah. I, I'm super hyped. But um, what was I going to say? Have you seen the backlash for this show? Yeah, because people were saying, oh, it's all about white supremacy and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. I think, you know what? I think people just need to grow up. We're in this day and, and age now. I know social media is, is such a big part of what people do. And it's given everybody a voice. I think everybody's always had a voice. But now because social media is out there, you can just post something. It goes viral and, and people start talking about it. But people just need to grow up, man. Because exactly. if directors can't express themselves in this sort of media or medium, then what are they supposed to do? Read graphic novels? Nobody, not everybody wants to pick up a graphic novel and read. Some people that have the time, some people are not into that. Some people's hobbies may consist of something else. This is a good opportunity to let people come into, let's say, the comic world, the DC world, uh, and experience what The Watchmen is all about. As not even just The Watchmen. Let's just say on, on the bigger scale, look what Marvel's done with obviously the MCU. They've taken a storyline from the graphic novel uh, comics, implemented it on the big screen, and now people are are so immersed in, in that universe. So why do people keep complaining? It really pisses me off. It's just like, you know, just go over, go over it. Like um, there was a bit of backlash for Joker as well, where people said, why are they focusing on just white people, this white mental uh, uh, mental person where black people might have it harder in that city and so forth. Why do people need to dive in and just make such a big fuss about things that, you know, don't really need to be talked about? Like it's just, it's a medium. It's a, it's, work of like fiction so, people people just like to complain hussein yeah um, we're complaining no, we're I, complaining at the moment but well we're complaining about the complaining yeah <laughs> but um i okay so the two main criticisms i saw were that one it's like two different from the graphic novel and they don't recognize what's going on this isn't watchmen it's like you know the watchmen movie exists right if you want that just go watch the watchmen movie exactly Exactly. And but, two, yeah, go on, Kevin. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, just leading on to that point, because uh, uh, the creator of the graphic novel, uh, Alan Moore, they spoke to him and they said, look, we're, we're thinking of doing this and that. And he was, he was against it. He didn't want it to directly lead as a sequel or be part of his universe and so forth. So that's why they've kind of had, had a few kind of um, uh, implementations from the comic, graphic novels, but have gone, gone directly down a different path, rather than it being like, a sequel straight after Rorschach's journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've kind of gone over, gone, over, uh, gone down a, a different timeline. So people just complain. Like there's, there's a backstory to everything. Um, 
the graphic novel stands on its own. The movie stands on its own. This TV show will now stand on its own and it'll be, I, I believe it's going to be a top five TV show of 2019. So it's got a lot of potential. And yeah. You said, you said you had another point as well. But yeah, the other part, you know, people don't like the politics of the show. People mm-hmm. are like, keep your politics out of my comics and stuff. But like, you know, the same people that are saying that are like the same people that praised the Joker for its, you know, politics on mental illness. I'm probably strawmanning right now, but yeah, like you can't complain about like one politics. You, you can't. It's so hard. Another. Like you had to keep that same consistency. It's so hard. And it's the same people who probably watched House of Cards season one, two, whatever. Uh, probably the same people that watched Designated Survivor. It's, it's kind of, it's, yeah, people are just hypocrites nowadays, you know, they like something. But when you realize you've actually gone on or done something before, then yeah, it's just, it's a movie. It's a TV show. It's a graphic novel, whatever the case may be. Uh, whatever the storyline, the narrative may be, I never look at it. And go, okay, look, look at the politics. Like for example, Homeland. I love that TV show. Love that show. Season, season one or two seasons. Yeah. yeah, I would say season one and two. Season three, you could see that was uh, falling I, off in quality. I stopped watching when um when Birdie died. Yeah, that was like that's a, that's a spoiler. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's like it's been out for God knows. But I love that TV show. And obviously, when you look at it, there's a lot of stuff that you know I don't necessarily agree with. Like uh, obviously. It's, it's setting in, let's say it was set in Lebanon in some summer episodes. Uh, obviously, it's got it's very heavy on terrorism and is, uh, Islam and all that kind of stuff. Some stuff that you might not appreciate as me, but I appreciate it for it being just a TV show. Like I'm not gonna sulk about it or complain about it. Maybe I'm just with obviously our approach to TVs is completely different. But if you don't like something, just don't watch it. It's as simple as that. It's the same as if you see a comment on uh, let's say uh twitter facebook why do you need to comment on instagram if you don't like something or don't like a some uh, a post just don't comment it's, it's as simple as that so um yeah pe- people just always going to complain aren't they people going to complain tomato going tomato whatever yeah uh, and you know what they didn't see was like all the small details that you know, tied it up to Watchmen, the squid part. Yeah. I really dig the squid part. I like that they went that route instead of the Dr. Mahan route. Yep. Um, can I spoil the end of Watchmen? It's been like 13, 14 oh, years. What, the movie itself? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. In the Watchmen movie, um, Ozymandias frames Dr. Manhattan for blowing up New York, right? Mm. Um, in the comics, it's actually like an interdimensional squid. Um, it doesn't make any, I mean, it, it sounds like it makes a lot more sense than blaming um, Dr. Manhattan. Yep. Because how is everyone going to band together to fight Dr. Manhattan when Dr. Manhattan is like literally God? Yeah, like, essentially. The doomed, bro. <laughs> like if Dr. Manhattan's attacking us, let's, let's just, we're going to give up, bro. He can like snap his fingers. He's more powerful than Thanos. Like yep. that doesn't make any sense like the squid like that's like a actually like okay let's band together to fight interdimensional squids like we can defeat this but dr manhattan nah like we're done yeah he's pretty much god in, in that universe really exactly didn't he take out like the whole justice league uh in the separate comic yeah i, I believe I so i believe so he's like op super op i know um uh, there's a graphic novel at the moment. So I think it's a six issue run or nine. It's called The Doomsday Clock. Uh, and it's in two volumes at the moment in graphic novel. So the first one's out in November. 
uh, it's something that I really want to pick up because it's supposed to be really, really good. But the only thing that's stopping me is because obviously the first novel is uh, parts one to five and then it continues part six to whatever uh, it goes up to. And that comes out in May. So I, I really want to read it in one stretch. But apparently in that one, you've got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, pretty much the whole entire Justice League in there and obviously Dr. Manhattan. So that whole Doomsday Clock um, storyline, apparently it's, it's amazing. So it's something I really want to get into. Um, yeah, I might have to check that out. But I've seen something about him fighting Superman or something like that. I can't remember where I've seen it, but Dr. Manhattan is pretty much God in the movie and in the graphic novel. So I'm, I'm happy they went down the graphic novel route with the squids and so forth rather than covering up, um, going down, sorry, the roots of the, of the movie and obviously them covering up. But I like the whole plot of Rorschach's journal. I love that. Um, and I love how those white supremacists have taken it for gospel, essentially, and using it to uh, run their own agenda. Uh, I just want to see how far it will go. There's a lot of potential in the show, though. Uh, right at the end. You know, yeah. So you know that guy in the wheelchair? Yeah. Early in the episode, he's like, can I lift 200 pounds? Yeah. So That part is cool. Because I love the whole fact, because don't forget, in the Watchmen universe, no one has superpowers except for Manhattan so he's pretty much the strongest person yeah so it kind of hints on all this and uh, when he said that I was like okay cool these people there's something going on with him and then I thought uh, it was uh, what's his name uh, Abdul Mateen he's the one that plays the, obviously uh, the husband he's got it he's got to have an important role right he has like, to have an important like role. Too jacked to so, be the husband yeah so I thought at first that he was the boy that escaped from the yeah me too but then I realized the boy had like a mole on his uh, right eye. So I don't know if you noticed that. So I, I, that kept bugging me throughout the whole episode. And I was like, this is not him. This is not him. Until obviously, it was, it's not really a major spoiler because the guy in the wheelchair ends up being the boy. And I was like, okay, so where's the girl? So I want to know where the girl is now. And, um, and I realized Abdul Mateen wasn't the boy because if he escaped with that girl, the baby, sorry, and she grew up, they say they grew up side by side as brothers and sisters and they're, they say banging each other. And that's going to be quite weird. Yeah, that um, would have been weird. Yeah. So I, I, that kind of led me to believe, you know what, this is not the kid that escaped with, with the baby. Um, and then when it turns out to be the guy, the kid in the wheelchair, I was like, I was shocked, especially when he hangs a certain somebody. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? So now that just leads me to kind of question, where's the baby who grows up? Apparently to that part has to tie into the musical he went to early. Oh. The Which musical one? early in the show, the Oklahoma show. What? Uh, I don't, it's going to uh, be a spoiler if I mention okay. yeah, yeah, what no. happens in the song, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I have. What well, was this in the Watchmen episode itself? Yeah. The, the, the police chief now. goes to the the. Oh show. yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I remember. They yeah. named the they named the episode after one of the song lyrics. Oh, okay. I d- I did not know that. What was the what was the song? Or was it a spoiler? Um, it's summer and we're running out ice. It's summer and we're running out of ice. Yeah. Ah, that's, okay. That's one of the lyrics of the, okay. the, the song what, in the what, show. What does that mean? Um, I, apparently, if you like watch the Broadway show, you'll like figure it out, but I haven't okay. seen it. Okay. Um, regarding that police chief, some, there was something dodgy about him. Yeah. Uh, you remember when he was getting changed and then it pans on this photo of possibly him with his father? Yeah. I don't know that if his was father... Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if his father was... Uh, a part Voice of maybe, yeah, maybe I, I, I'm I'm not too sure. Uh, obviously, 
it's only the first episode the pilot episode itself uh, so really good really i was mate yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy it lived up to expectation because obviously when you go into something that has been done before maybe in a different form uh, you're kind of a bit nervous for, and i wanted it to be good so i'm happy it's kind of lived up to my expectation um, you know the creator of the show um was one of the co-creators of lost oh no i did not know that yeah so and there's the resume he also made leftovers i hear that's pretty good but i haven't seen it i haven't seen that either uh, lost is one of my favorite tv shows on tour me too that's end. really good <laughs> yeah um what else did i want to mention there was something else i wanted to mention i love the the scene in firstly when the cops have to obviously uh, gain off scene. yeah gain was, authorization like, for for the gun i'm down for the show yeah that scene uh, it opens with like a future song yep yeah 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 i was about to, i was about to drop your message because obviously i watched it before you, you know, i was about to drop your message and say mira the soundtrack for this is really good i completely yeah, forgot it so. goes from like 1922s yep. and then just goes straight to a future song future song yeah uh, so i like that particular scene and then the scene when then that room all the, uh, the yeah police. i love that they have to all buzz to get their guns yep that's so like i was like oh, this is so smart and I love how like everybody's covered up, like nobody knows each other's identity. And uh, yeah, so one f- the questions from that episode for me are the police chief, what, why is he kind of, uh, what's, what was the reason behind what happened to him? And two, uh, the baby, so the baby girl, where, where is she? So those are the two questions I had at the, at the beginning. Uh, why is... um? Why is that family like super, super, super mixed? Like, yeah. Regina King's yeah. son is white. White, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking they might have taken them in. This might be a foster home or some sort. Uh, and maybe it's just, uh, it's just a cover up, just because obviously she's a vigilante and so forth. So maybe this is just acts as a cover, cover story, just like the uh, her bakery store acts like a uh, cover for a little secret them then. So possibly, I don't know. But those are the two questions. The next episode drops today. Are you going to watch it today or? Yeah, I'll watch it tonight. Yeah. Let me know how you think, what you think of it. But so far, first impressions for me, it's really, really good. I really enjoyed the first episode. Looking forward to, to the next one. I, can't, I literally can't wait. Um, yeah, it's, it's got, this has like the same kind of like mystery as Lost did. Not as much, but you know, it keeps you engaged. Yeah, 100%. Um, moving on to another movie or uh, i've got two movies on here I've, I've been pretty busy this uh this week i've watched quite a few movies i've just been in that movie mood since uh, the last episode where we did uh, underrated movies and obviously once again amazing feedback from everybody on that we was literally blown away once again i know it's cliche but we really really appreciate everybody's uh, positive uh, dms messages and so forth and i was just in that mood like every Every movie I was watching, I was like, oh, underrated, underrated. I don't know about you, but we kept going back and forth <laughs> pretty much. We could include it a lot more. Yeah, I think we'll definitely do a part two. Parts of me wishes that I didn't do a uh, honorable mention because I want to talk about more of those in depth. But um, yeah, so I was just in that watching mood. I've watched Prince of Persia, Sand of Times. I know it's not the greatest movie. Uh, what other movie did I watch? I watched quite a few. Oh, I watched Terminator Rise of the Machines. Uh, I believe. That movie for me at, at the time of I really enjoyed it. Looking back at maybe hit and miss. I watched Gran Torino, uh, goat movie like uh, Clint Eastwood man, 
Just that so movie good. is kind of racist. I'm not gonna lie. It is. It is. I, I liked it. I liked it, but it was kind of racist. Uh, so Clint, Clint, sorry, Clint Eastwood directed that and obviously starred in it. I think he should have just directed it and just got Liam yeah, Neeson to start to start in it. Because <laughs> I feel like he was like, this is like a real life thing, and he's like, mm, I'm gonna yeah. make this a movie. Yeah, exactly. And like his role in it is just like. He comes across as a white supremacist. It's so funny. He's so racist. In that He's way. so it's racist so in this movie. And like when his, uh, they're not Chinese, but when his Asian neighbors move in, he was like, uh, I, yeah, it's just so funny. Oh my God. So I, I really enjoyed that movie. It's a great movie. It's, it's pretty good. I, li- I liked it too. Uh, and I watched, okay, so I watched Parasite. I know you watched that yesterday and you got a lot to say about. Um, take it away and let me hear your thoughts on, on that. That movie's incredible. Did you like it? I, I, mean, I loved it. Oh my God. I loved Where it. do I start with this? I'm, I was shook. I couldn't sleep last night. Really? I got like two hours of sleep last night. Jesus. It was like so, it just like kept me up just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It just made me uneasy. I don't want to ruin, let's not ruin the movie. I really want people yeah, to let's, watch. Yeah, let's not ruin the movie. No spoilers, but I would highly recommend it. Uh, just want to shout out my friend Luke for the link. Uh, he's the one that provides that out Luke, man. Yeah, man. Such a great, uh, great movie. The link also was amazing, man. It was just like amazing quality. Yeah, it's like 720. Not yeah. Bad. Yeah. Subtitles and everything. So it was, it was pretty much perfect. But Some of the subtitles were wrong though. I got it. You reckon? Yeah. Cause I okay. was like, okay, that clearly, that that's clearly something else. Okay. Obviously it's the translation between, you know, the grammar translation and stuff like that. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, but I really enjoyed it, man. It's, a really slow burner to begin, but then when yeah. you get about halfway in the movie, you got it gets wild. It gets wild, and then I'm I look at how much time is remaining in the movie. I'm like, wow, there's another hour and a bit of this movie. What the, the last, gonna... last hour of the movie is so tense. Oh mate, it's it's so good. I'm I'm really happy. I gave you like I think I'm gonna have to review. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop a, a review. If anybody you... follows me on Letterbox, you'll probably see my rating for that at the moment. But is it gonna be in your top five? Ooh, what of 2019? Yeah. Ooh. I've watched quite a few movies of 2019. I need to go back and see what I've watched and and hit them up. So, but Parasite's a really good movie, man. It's a Korean movie, I believe. Yeah, it's South Korean. South Korean. And it's just so tense, man. Like one of my friends said that um, he enjoyed it, but you could see certain things coming. I didn't. I couldn't see anything I didn't coming. See anything. No, I didn't see any of any of the plots coming, any of the twists coming. Uh, maybe the last thing. When a certain somebody disappears and you're like, okay, yeah, I know. at that point I was like, okay, okay, I, like, I kind of know where he is. But throughout the whole movie, I was I was in suspense, man. I was just like, what the hell's going on? Where's this movie going? Uh, it was beautiful. It was well shot, and uh, beautiful cast, by the way. Can yeah, I add? Beautiful yeah, beautiful cast. Yeah, and um, so beautiful cast, amazing, well shot. The sim- obviously cinematography in that was awesome. Uh, the sound effect and the music was awesome. It's just like it really um, kind of draws you in. And, uh, mate, it was that twist. Did you see that twist coming? No, no, no that twist. That, that twist, twist. That was scary. And then it kind of, it reminded me of, uh, sorry, then it reminded me of um, the, the plot with the boy who saw a ghost. I know it's not, it's not much of a spoiler, but then I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, man, it, I really enjoyed it. It was like, um, I would say it's one of my hidden gems, I would say, of 2019. Like, I've seen a lot of people mention it, and I've seen a lot of people have it on their stories. I was like, what the hell is this movie? And I'm, I'm just so happy that I've watched it. Like, um, 
there's so much that we could talk about without spoiling it though so yeah the best way to approach this movie is to just go in not knowing anything at all yeah go in have no idea what's happening it's a slow burner to begin with and as it builds up the plot and about half it's a two hour and i believe two hours two two hours 12 minutes yeah so 220 uh about halfway it just goes mental yeah the tone the tone like shifts throughout like first it starts like a comedy then it's like a heist movie then it just i don't want to spoil it from there then it just goes wild it has a sense of as you said uh heist movie comedy it's like oceans 11 kind of yeah um horror movie suspense thriller has everything and it's just i need to watch more of these uh they say south korean movies man because i watched old boy the other day and my lord that movie is i don't want to swear that movie is twisted that movie oh my god you've seen that right yeah i love old boy i saw that like five years ago or something Mate, my brother keeps going on about it. And I was like, we popped into this uh, movie store the other day. And it was pretty cheap. It was about five bucks. I was like, okay, cool. I'll pick it up. He, he wanted to watch it also again. And full on spoilers for this movie. It's been out for forever now. So I don't really care. Are we going to spoil Oh boy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I, want, I want to talk about it, man. I They've made an American version too. Yeah. So go watch the American version, which is apparently shit. I still want to watch it because it's got, um, Jesus Christ, uh, Josh Berlin in it. And who else? And uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, one of the Olsen sisters. Um, this movie is just—it's mental, man. I didn't know what the hell was going on. This guy gets uh, so. When my brother sold sold it to me, he, he said he said the following. He said, "It's about a guy who gets kidnapped, and then he gets released 15 years later to go and find his uh, his wife or something like that, or he has to find somebody." And I was like, "So why?" No, he has to find out why why he why got kidnapped. He was- in prison yeah yeah so i was like why would you do that what's the plot he goes you need to watch it and see what happens i was like okay so that's what literally he sold it to me so he gets in prison 15 years gets released he's figured out why and then you're going through this whole journey this twisted journey ups and down and obviously that guy who kidnapped him he had a, a sister there's a lot of incest going on in this movie so and the guy that got kidnapped and he was imprisoned he was spreading rumors that they were Let's see. Uh, they were hooking up. They were hooking up, yeah. That's perfect word. Uh, they were hooking up. And obviously, a lot of people believed it. And then she, she killed herself or whatever the case may be. And it just goes from there. And I'm like, okay. So the twist is that he was hooking up with his sister. But it just turns out that the guy, when he, once he got released, he meets this late girl. And this girl turns out to be his daughter. And then he's hooking up with his daughter. And um, Ugh. It was right. so it was so messed up, man. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then the last scene when he's like begging the guy not to, not to tell her because it will ruin her and so forth. And he's on his knees, he's acting like a dog. He cuts off his tongue, man. I was like, "Wow, this movie is going places." And it's like, this is such a twisted movie. Yeah, but I think I, I haven't seen the remake. I don't know how far it pushes it, but I reckon that's one of the great things about cinema, uh, international cinema, where they get to push the boundaries and push the limits. Uh, and that's why I enjoyed Old Boy and Parasite. I think if those movies were done, obviously I haven't seen the remake of Old Boy. But if that movie was done now, like in, in this time, like proper R-rated movie, 
Uh, I, I think once again, people will complain, but it's such a good movie, man. It was just like, I honestly did not see the, the, the twist coming. It was just insane. And it was just disgusting. It was horrific. Um, yeah, man, it was just, I don't know what your thoughts on it. it was, I'll never watch it again because uh, one, it's horrific, but two, once you've watched it once, you, it really, you can't really watch it again. Yeah, with oh boy, it's a tough watch because of how graphic it is. Like the villain, like shoots himself in the head after. Like yeah. that's that's a turn. But there's the there's some good action scenes in it too. He eats a live squid in it too. That was I think he actually eats in real life. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. He eats the squid. But um, back to Parasite really quick. We mentioned one of the director's movies last week in underrated movies actually. Oh really? He directed, he directed Snowpiercer. Oh, you mentioned that. Yeah, in the my honorable mentions. Damn, I'm gonna have to watch that now because yeah, literally, I'm movie. I'm hooked on South Korean movies now. I literally is. It just feels so refreshing to watch something different. I know some of it's just twisted, but yeah, uh, it's it's pretty twisted too, and it's like the same themes with in it. Yeah, man, it's just yeah. Like, he's a good director. You should watch. A lot of his movies. He also yeah. directed this 2006 monster movie called The Host. I don't know why I saw that. It was like I had a blockbuster membership and I watched everything. Oh. But um, yeah, that's a good movie too, The Host. Okay. So oh, it's just I'll like, definitely oh. have those two on my list. I definitely want to watch more. I'll yeah, it's do... just like oh, those before I'm a fan. Yeah, I'll probably do some reading up no on this director. No Pierce and The Host. And um. What was the director's name? Bang Bang Jun Ho. I probably okay. butchered that. You probably. <laughs> I'll do search on IMDb and I'll I'll find it. But man, those movies, man, they really go places that I you just don't expect. I think that's why it, it hits you hard. I think that's why the shock, like that, the nature of it, just man, I can't say talk enough about Parasite without ruining it. So definitely go watch that. I know it's it's in select cinemas, but I know it comes out here in the UK in February 2020. But if you do a bit of googling around, you you'll find it. So and um, old boys, man, that movie was twisted. Talking about another twisted movie, and for some reason I don't know why this popped up on my Amazon Prime recommended list. I think I think it was just the hype of Whacking Phoenix. It's uh, you were never really here. Have you seen that movie? Oh, I haven't seen that. How is that? So Luke uh, once again recommended it to me. I enjoyed it, man. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It just felt like the Joker movie, essentially, where this guy was obviously um, hunting down people who were like kid pedophiles and stuff like that. Who just they'll uh, kidnap kids, um, teenage girls, so and they'll have they'll sell them off to to people, and it was just like uh, a whole sex den and stuff like that. So it's a really heavy watch, once again. Um, and it, Joaquin Phoenix's performance really sells you on everything. It's just like his, and he gets framed for something. So he's supposed to, he goes out to, to find this congressman's uh, daughter, finds her in this uh, sex den, uh, takes her away, and then SWAT team come in when, what, in his own home, and then he gets framed for, for all sorts of shit. And oh, wow. the, movie, the movie's just, it's really twisted. It's a, it's a hard watch, man. These movies, especially this one, is particularly hard because obviously, of the nature of the movie with uh, young girls and stuff like that. And it's it, the only easy thing about it is it's only an hour and a half, even less, I believe. So you can really blast through it quickly, but I would recommend it, man. It's a good movie. 
it's only on Amazon Prime to the end of the month. So if anybody wants to watch it, it's on there. I think it's just, it's only, it popped up on my to watch list also just because of, I think as I mentioned, the hype for Whacking Phoenix. So definitely watch that. But it seems like we've been watching quite a few twisted movies <laughs> recently. So yeah. Um, moving on, just wanted to quickly talk about two more things before we, we touch on some of the news. Uh, we've both played Outer Worlds. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But before we talk about that, I also want to talk about Call of Duty. And um, I'm going to be dropping my review for that, but I just want to hold on slightly just because I'm in two minds at the moment with Call of Duty. Uh, I know you're not a big fan. The story is amazing, though. Uh, I would highly recommend people, if they're going to pick up Call of Duty, to pick up for the story, but wait slightly just so that it drops in price. How long's the story? Um, so I, I blasted pretty much through the story in one sitting, and it was about... Uh, seven hours that's not bad it's not too bad um the story is amazing there's the best parts of that of that game in the story was um when you just gives you zero dark fate 30 vibe when you're looking for let's say an osama type um leader you're going to do some yeah it's literally you remember um what game was it there was a game that we're talking about terrorists and we know who they were but they didn't really really want to mention that they were al-qaeda and so forth i can't remember what game it was anyways this call of duty does the same thing obviously it's all set up in a fictional world except for london where there's a, a, a terrorist attack on uh, piccadilly circus it's my hometown is represented in here camden town so the game shines when you're in these small houses and you have to move really slowly uh, there's a lot of, lot of jump scares where you're turning around the corner and there's an enemy with a gun uh, remember in modern warfare Three or two was it where the no Russian mission? Yeah, it was two. Yeah. So half of this game is pretty much worse than that. Like there's a lot of Do you shoot a lot of civilians? Yeah, I was about to say there's a lot of innocent Damn. killing, uh, friendly fire, just there's a lot of kids dying. It's intense, man. It's really intense. And there's this particular scene where you're interrogating somebody. It's not a spoiler. Uh you're interrogating somebody and you bring in somebody's kid and daughter and then uh you get handed this gun and you have to kind of decide whether you're going to kill the mother or daughter uh, or mother or son and it's just like it's it's so intense it's really intense what did you choose uh, i don't want to spoil it okay spoil it. um and uh mate the, the game is intense man it's really really hard and but the game shines when you're on these small corridors night vision goggles you're turning around there's this like I went in this house and I turned around the corner and there's this lady with her kid and you're trying to shut the kid up and it's like, you could take the shot and it's, it's horrific. It's really, really dark. Um, I think they've done this intentionally, obviously to kind of just sell it and get people talking about it. But I like the whole kind of the, the more grounded nature of Call of Duty, the realism. And, um, but it's a really hard game to play in, in the sense where there's a lot of obviously, friendly fire casualties here left and right and um the graphics itself during the cutscene, mind-blowing looks, looks incredible i sent you a picture it looks it looks like you're watching a movie and it, it may it really like draws you in the only downside to it is just the frame rate during those cutscenes. i don't know what it is uh, it, it's really shit so it really kind of uh, how it, low does it get to uh, at one point I saw it and this is not just on PC this is on everything at one point this is uh, it hits 12 FPS and it's just really oh, bad it, it's really really bad it kind of um, you're immersed in this amazing cutscene and then it just starts staggering 
and it cut in. It's just like I thought there was something wrong with my graphics card or my settings, so I was playing with everything and then quickly did a Google search and it was it's on everything. So I think they'll patch it up. But the game shines the most with these night vision missions. The first part of the mission, there's a lot going on, so it's hard to keep up with it. And um, I would highly recommend to people playing it just for the story. If you're going to pick it up just for the story, I'd wait. But that's where my love uh, ends, to be honest. And that's what pisses me off. Like, um, it's the game does so well in the story, and I was extremely hyped for the multiplayer, but the multiplayer sucks. Really? It suck, mate, it sucks ass. It's just like, I'm so pissed. And this is why I ended up playing Outworlds yesterday. I was so, I'm, I'm fuming because. <laughs> Call of Duty, I've got a lot to say. Call of Duty have gone from a go off. Their, yeah, mate, I'm gonna go off. Their map design has gone from their f- typical three lane map layout. Okay, yes, it was getting boring, but it worked because it's Call of Duty, and they've tried to implement implement this larger map dynamic with multiple lanes, multiple uh, hiding spots. Uh, it's not level, so you've got obviously height. You can go into a building, and um, there's a lot of camping spots. And they've tried to implement it and make it like Battlefield. This is not a Battlefield game. This is Call of Duty. The reason this sort of layout works for Battlefield is because you could, if you find a camper in a building, what do you do? You just take the whole building down. There's no environmental damage in Call of Duty, so it just doesn't work. Um, the gunplay is it's amazing, but that's where it ends for me, my love for, for, for multiplayer. I personally don't know if I'm going to be sticking with multiplayer. I was extremely hyped. I was I was looking forward to it in the sense where I thought this was going to be my multiplayer game now for until Cyberpunk maybe, and uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm really disappointed. When you woke up and said, "Are you ready to podcast?" and you realised uh, it's too early, you went back. I thought, you know what? Let me play a bit of Call of Duty. Let me just talk. Let me see how I feel. Coming out of it, I just feel the same, man. Uh, I've changed my approach. It's not as fast as before. Um, previous Call of Duty is like really really hectic. You're just running around and so forth. Here you had to kind of slow down. I've tried that, but I'm still not enjoying it. I did mu- did much better with it. I, I just I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really disappointed in the multiplayer, the maps, man. And I, I know you've played the previous Call of Duty's, Modern Warfare One and Two. Some maps. Yeah, the last one I played was Black Ops Three. Yeah, but even Black Ops Three, even though it was kind of futuristic, some of their maps were really, really like iconic. So when they pops up on the loading screen, you're like, yes, this map. But I, I no saw maps. I saw this with the with the beta, and now with the full game because I thought, okay, you know, with the beta, they only give you three maps and one massive ground war map, sixty four players. I thought, okay, it got a bit boring, and some maps were awful. And I thought, okay, the full game we could have obviously a large variety of maps, and I think there was ten maps for normal twenty v twenty, or sorry, ten v ten, and then you've got three ground war maps, sixty four players in total, play two versus play two. Every single map that pops up on the loading screen, you're like, oh my God, not this map. There's not a single map that you look forward to. Yikes. It's that bad. It's that bad. My, and my brother, who's a massive COD fan, and he's really good at it. He said he hasn't bought it. He was like, the beta didn't really sell it to me. Uh, the, map's, the map dynamic doesn't work. And he, he's right. It just doesn't work. It's, it's poor. Possibly my only favorite map is maybe the Euphrates Bridge. But that was the last game I played before I jumped on the podcast. I quit. It's awful. It's boring. It's just like people just sit right at the back with a sniper. It's, yeah, man, it's, it's really, really tough to kind of judge where Call of Duty is at the moment. I know, obviously, there's 
people need to obviously find their rhythm and once the meta set, settles down. But at the moment, it's just like, I'm really not enjoying it. Uh, I love the whole cross-play aspect. So like I could play with you on Xbox while I'm on PC and my brother who's on PS3 can play together. I love that. I think that's the future of gaming. But the whole game at the moment, multiplayer, like this game went from a, I'd say overall as a complete package once playing story mode, I thought I was giving it like a four star, maybe three star, three and a half star, four star pushing it. But this game is just literally nosedive to about three stars. Two, and, and, that's, and that's been generous. And the reason being is just because of the story. If it wasn't for the story, this game, the multiplayer, I would not recommend it. And I know last, yeah, last year's Call of Duty, the multiplayer for that was much miles better. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the multiplayer. We'll see where it goes. There was that night vision mode where obviously you play in complete darkness. That mode's not even in there. They've taken it out. I don't know why. I think that there's a few uh, issues with it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, for that to come back in because it might be different, slower pace. But the game now is just full of campers. It's just it's a long range sniper meta. And that's why I hate started kind of, that's why I'm not really enjoying Apex at the moment with the new map. It's kind of the same thing where the map's massive and people just sit at the back. Um, yeah, man, it's obviously the approach is slightly different where it's a slower paced game, but man, I'm really disappointed. Like if I wanted to play Battlefield, I'll play Battlefield. It's as simple as that. So where and, do you think they go from here? I like I like the fact they've gone like I don't want to ruin it, that the story tells you where it's gonna go. And I love all that. Like there's a lot of big names coming back. That's what I'm gonna say. And the story touches on that. But in terms of multiplayer, man, they need to go back to three lane design. So any DLC maps that come out, it's hard though because they've obviously got, they've implemented their ethos in their map design for this year's Call of Duty and it just doesn't work. Like I, I put up a post on Twitter yesterday I said, uh, these maps don't work. It's really, really boring. And I had a particular comment saying, yeah, it's just, it's taken the love out of the game for me. And I agree. It's The maps are really bad and obviously in multiplayer, it's all about the maps and the, the gunplay is amazing and obviously it takes a bit of time getting used to like a slower pace a bit more tactical because you've got the, the whole leaning to the side like Rainbow Six which I love but I just don't like the maps and the maps is obviously the, the biggest selling point in the multiplayer so honestly I, I don't know I'm not a game developer I really don't know where, where they're going to take it I don't think they're going to release any free lane map designs for DLC because it goes against what they've been trying to do um I like the fact there's no loot boxes, or microtransactions, none of that. I love that, but they're going to go down the battle pass kind of route in terms of leveling up and so forth. And yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed. I'm going to give it another go. Uh, but I was extremely pissed yesterday. I was playing a lot of games. I was like, you know what? This is, this is boring. It got to a point where I was not having fun. Uh, logged out of it. I was about to uninstall it, but I thought, you know what? I'll wait. So I even was tempted to pick up Battlefield 5 because that's on sale for like 20 bucks. But the reason I stopped playing Battlefield 5 is because I just got bored of that setting. The gunplay is awesome, but there was a lot of issues with ter- in terms of development updates and so forth. And I, just, I wanted a modern setting and more boots to the ground approach, uh, more grounded approach. And, I, and that's why I was back on Battle. Oh, sorry, Modern Warfare, but it's just let me down. So I started playing Outer Worlds. Um, and I know you've done the same, so... Hey, yeah, what do you think about that game? You go, you go first because I've rambled on about okay. Modern Warfare. Okay. 
um i'm really enjoying it dude like it's really fun the best way i could describe outer worlds is it's fallout but fun because fallout's kind of gone boring lately and um the graphics aren't the best but it's just really fun you know I, i really like all the all the rpg elements i like that you get your own ship i like you know the decision making you have to do it feels like a fallout game like it really does feel like fallout new vegas it feels like fallout 3 except it's just a funner what are your thoughts um i'll tell you now but i've just got you just reminded me of something when you were saying it gives you the speech um the speech thing when you have um what's that thing option speech option yeah um so just going back on call of Duty, that's what i liked about the story mode also Oh, it's got speech options? It's got speech options and it's got options and it's got different gameplay settings and there's a lot of like stealth uh, play. So they incorporated like these new uh, gameplay mechanics which really work and I love that uh, about the story mode. So I completely forgot that. You reminded me. Um, I, saw called, like, yeah. I saw this one part in one of the videos where you like ha- kind of had to help a hostage escape. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, was, that, was that a cool part? That was a cool part. Um, because it's literally the whole game felt like I was um, like, especially that particular mission. It felt like I was responsible for that person. And because of the environment, the way the, the story mode was set out, it's really intense. Um, so you felt like, um, you know, you're responsible. You're in this real world, um, obviously with headphones on and you're just so immersed. It's a lot going on and it's like, it's tense. It's a really tense game. So yeah, that was a good, um, a really, really cool mission. Going back to outer world. Sorry. Um, First, first impressions I played about two hours. I'm loving it. And you're right. It's Fallout, but fun. And for me, the last Fallout game that I had a lot of fun with, and that's, that was Fallout 3. Yeah, me too. Uh, before I that, like this is even funner than Fallout 3. I think Fallout New Vegas came out after Fallout 3. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, if that's the case, Fallout New Vegas was the last Fallout game that I loved. And I loved New Vegas. It was one of my favorite games of that particular year. And this is, because obviously it's from the makers of Fallout New Vegas, uh, it has Fallout New Vegas vibes. So like its mascot, uh, its setting, its dialogue, its RPG elements. Uh, you can really tell it's from the same developers. And I'm loving everything about it. You said the graphics are not that great. Uh, are you playing on PC? Yeah. Okay. I don't think the Xbox graphics are that good. Oh, really? Because it's supposed to be optimized for Xbox One X. It's got a optimization boost over the ps4 because obviously obsidian now belongs to microsoft yeah but uh it's okay okay like, I'll, it's I'll colorful it but yeah the was it the the textures and the i don't know too much graphic talk but yeah. i don't i don't think it's that great but you know it's still it's still really good okay i'll give it i'll give it a shot on xbox and see because obviously it's on uh for anybody that has xbox game pass it's free on xbox game pass which is amazing and, game changer uh, a massive game changer, massive. And I think, you know, this is the future of gaming. We've talked about it on uh, numerous podcasts now. Uh, I'm, you know me, I've been going on about this game. And when it, when it, when it was announced for Game Pass, I instantly told you, and I'm, I'm super hyped. Uh, the only issue is, well, it's, it's a mixture of both. The great thing about this game is, from what I've read, it's not massive in terms of uh, how many hours you can dive into and so forth. It's about a 40 to 50 hour game compared to typical rpg games it's a lot less uh because i i i lose interest in rpg games especially when it gets really dull and boring and they give you yeah these exactly. pointless side quests so i really don't want to rush it 
uh, in two weeks, Death Stranding comes out, and then in another week after that, or two weeks after that, Shenmue 3 comes out. So I really don't want to rush it. I'm I'm in two minds. Do I just give my time now to Call of Duty, or do I play Outer Worlds? I'm leaning more to Outer Worlds. I'm loving it. Good decision. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I think I'll just jump on COD. Maybe when I'm taking a break from work, just jump on a few games, jump back off. But Outwards at the moment, I'm loving it. I'm so grateful it's on Game Pass. For me, the graphics look amazing. Uh, the the draw depth, the distance, the the gunplay, everything is just looking amazing. The, frame the draw rate, distance is pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm loving everything. I know it's it's so colorful. I'm playing on ultra setting as well, so I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I wasn't too sure what the setting requirements were, but ultra setting is looking really really nice. I have reflections. I'm I'm loving it. My first impressions of it is it's going to be a good RPG game. I've seen the reviews. The reviews have been pretty positive in that sense. Uh, but I haven't played a game like this for quite some time now. I think the last game that I really was invested in terms of RPG was The Witcher 3. I uh, played that on the console. Now playing it on PC here and there. But this game has a lot of potential, man. It's fun. Yeah. And I think that's where Fallout started to go wrong, where it just died. Like Fallout 4, I got bored of boring. I got bored of that, man. I really did. Like Fallout 3, uh, back in the 360 era, I played all the DLC, pumped in over 500 hours on that game, pretty much every single achievement. Wait, and you know who's in Fallout 3? Who? Liam Neeson. He plays your dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Liam Neeson. Let's go. Let's go. But Let's look, go. I read... Unintentional Liam Neeson plus. That was unintentional. I made an intentional one uh, during Gran Torino. Uh yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. So, um, <laughs> oh boy, Liam Neeson. Listen, um, yeah, so Fallout 3 was fun. It was a lot, lot of fun. Loved the story. The DLC was also awesome. Uh, but Fallout 4 just got boring. And Fallout 76, I, I didn't want to get started on that. Uh, so, um, I'm happy with Outer Worlds at the moment. I think that's a game I'm going to stick with. It's a shame it's not caught because it would have been, I think, Yeah, that would fun. have been pretty cool. Yeah, been a lot of fun. I don't know how far you've got into the game. I've got my first yeah, companion. Yeah, I got I got up to the point of your first decision where you had to um, divert the power to either the city or the the outpost. Uh, okay, so you're, I think you're slightly ahead of me because I've got... Okay, I, I don't want to win it. No, it's fine. I went to the town leader and asked him about a uh, the capacitor and yeah. he said, take this companion with you, she'll help you. So I've, I've literally stopped playing at that point. So, and, um, so what happened actually was... Um, after this whole Call of Duty online fiasco that I, I suffered yesterday, I just jumped off, pissed off. You know, now I know how you feel when you when you start hitting the game, you just jump off and you just uh, download another game. Thankfully, I had Outer already downloaded. Played that, just rushed through it. And I was like, this is really good. And I already exactly. dived in like about an hour's good. worth. Yeah, I, I already dived in an hour's worth of the game. And I thought, you know what? Do I really want to play this now? Or am I just diving through it just be- because I'm pissed off with COD. And I thought, you know what? I really want to play this. So let me delete my file because I was just rushing through. I just had some random character, whatever. And I started it all over again and just like focusing. And yeah, I'm loving it, man. Like I've, like, I've been mentioning this game. I know you, you weren't too much clued up about the game itself. And it was me kind of just uh, selling the game to you. But I'm happy you've picked it. Well, you've downloaded it and enjoying it because I think this game has a lot of potential. Uh, 40 hours, 50 hours here for an RPG game. Yeah, I like that it's not too big, too like long, because yep. those games are kind of like intimidating. Like you kind of feel like you don't want to really commit the hundred hours into the game. You know, like is this game really worth it? 
But what I game, like what like game does that remind game. you of? Um, one Skyrim, game. One, no, game. one game that w- you haven't finished because it felt like a full time job. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, too. I finished that. Oh, you finished it? Yeah, good ending. Okay. I didn't know you finished it. That that game was that game took me a year to finish. Mate, that game was so long. Like there was the amount of de- so, how much detail is too much detail? Like there was just so much detail in that game. Like uh, if your gun was made of copper, let's say during the winter months your gun would turn green. If you took your horse to the mountain, his balls would shrink. All that that was too much detail, man. It was just like yeah, like I got to a point where I was just exact. I was like. I was emotionally and physically and mentally just tired from that game. And uh, yeah, so I'm happy with Outer Worlds where it's got that good balance to it because um, RPG now, RPG games nowadays, you know, they're really, really uh, long for no particular reason. They just have a lot of like uh, pointless side quests. So yeah, that was yeah. My, my thoughts on Outer Worlds. Um, this, the game's kind of also like Mass Effect and like Knights of the Republic as like you get like two conveyors party and yep. you travel across the galaxy on a ship like this is like the sci-fi role-playing game that i didn't know i wanted but i deserved perfectly said you know what game this also reminds me of um okay. i think it's the you remember bioshock like with the yeah. plasma upgrades yeah. and the, yeah, bioshock. That, yeah it, it, it's not bioshock in a sense but it reminded me of like the rpg system reminded me of bioshock essentially with the plasma upgrades and so forth from from that game here you've got obviously your I don't know. I'm getting Bioshock vibes from it. I think it's the, the gunplay, the, the upgrade methods. I don't know. There's something about it that reminds me of Bioshock. So when I was playing it yesterday, I was like, okay, this reminds me of Fallout and, and Bioshock mixed into, into one. So that was kind of my thoughts on it. Um, should we do the news or is there anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, no, just going to keep playing Outer Worlds. Um, not to be confused with Outer out of wilds yep another yep. game that yep. came out there's another game that came out but um yeah might are we be jumping, on my are we jumping back, yeah are we jumping back on apex yeah we can yeah. jump on that okay because call of duty for me was going to be that overwatch game for me so mm-hmm. i thought like overwatch we've been playing that for three three years now and i thought you know what call of duty i'm i'm looking for something like that and then call of duty has just been super disappointed and call of duty has put me in that you know first person shooter vibe so we could jump back on apex i guess even though, Let's do it. yeah, you haven't played the new map, have you? Nope, okay. I haven't played the new character either. Oh, the new character is awesome. Love it. Okay, um, let's do some news. Uh, not much, but just a few topics I want to talk about. Uh, first one up, Joker becomes the highest earning R-rated movie. Uh, this is not a podcast if I don't talk about my favorite movie of 2019. Uh, the reason I post this up there is because what does this mean for future of R-rated movies? And... I believe we need more. I believe they do extremely well. We've seen that they do extremely well. Uh, and we saw this with the pretty much Deadpool. Like uh, Deadpool did extremely well. And now we're getting this uh, nice shift towards R-rated movies. And I believe we need more of that. There's been rumors that, because this is under the DC Black Label, there's been rumors that they might be doing more of this. Now, because obviously any movie that goes up, goes, comes up, comes up under the DC black label is obviously separate to the DCEU. There was a rumor the other day where they might do the, you, you've read it or yeah, you've read it. The dark Knight returns graphic novel. Ooh, that would be, that'd be they a good might, movie. It, they might implement the whole dark Knight returns graphic novel part one and two into one movie. 
and we know how dark that was. So there's been talks about that. Uh, is that something that interests you? What are your thoughts on R-rated movies? Uh, do we need more? Just wanted to hear your opinion before I talk more of Joker theories <laughs> with you. Yeah, I think R-rated movies are a good idea, not because they're R-rated, but because they can tackle more like mature themes. Like I don't think the Joker could have been PG-13. Oh, no way. But yeah, you can't just make a movie and make it rated R and it'll be good. You have to actually, you know, execute. You actually have to have a good plot, good acting, you know, everything. Like Exactly. Perfectly said, because you pretty much took all the words out of my mouth. Uh, you can't have social commentary and so forth in a, in a say, PG movie. It just doesn't work. Um, with an R-rated movie, it's not. it doesn't do well because it's R-rated, but it does well because you could expand on that particular universe tackling, let's say, stuff that you might not want to put in into a normal, typical, let's say, yeah, exactly. PG, PG movie. Um, also, I just wanted to talk to you about some theories that I had regarding the Joker movie. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, Let's hear you. Because I've been saying this for quite some time. Uh, so the first one up on my, kind of my head was, uh, so obviously full spoilers. If you haven't watched the Joker movie, uh, that's your fault by now. Like it's been out for three weeks now and I've watched it twice. Uh, so the final scene where he's in, uh, in, that, in Arkham Asylum talking to that lady and he's laughing and he's, and I think everything's going in his head. I think he's obviously narrating what's happened. And I believe that he's kind of figured out who the joke, uh, who Batman is because he's put all these pieces together in his head. Because if you look at him in Arkham Asylum, he looks much older. He's got stubble. Uh, so it hasn't just happened directly from, you remember the cop scene? Uh, so him being in Arkham, he's been in Arkham for quite some time. And the final scene in Joker, in my theory, is set in the future. So many years after the, the flashback events of the film. I think the film was a full-on flashback. And this is why I said uh, Arthur has darker hair than he did in, in the movie itself. Some stubble. And Bruce, Bruce Wayne is already Batman in that universe. And obviously, Batman is the one who captured Joker, and this is where the good part comes in. Essentially, where in Arkham, Joker has has the flash flashback to the death of the Waynes, and he puts it together, and Bruce Wayne is Batman. And then that's why it, it's a joke that no one else will ever understand, and he just got the ultimate punchline in, in a sense. Um, that's a, that's a really good theory. I don't even think that's a theory. I think that's true. You just you, saw the movie. You reckon? You reckon that's what it is? Then yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, because look, one, he looked noticeably older compared to the flashbacks. And um, what's great about it is Joker and Batman were born out of misery and chaos, opposite sides of the same coin, tragedy and comedy. And um, and that's why he's laughing. He puts it all together and it's just like, yeah, man, like that was, I think that's my theory, like a theory, but as you're saying, it could potentially be the movie itself. Um, so if, if, that's, if that's the case, then the whole movie is a flashback and Joker's narrating it. But, we know Joker in a sense, he's not the most reliable n narrator out there. So, um, so you think that's a kind of a, a possible storyline or theory essentially? Yeah, I think that's totally, I think that's completely accurate. Um, the other one that I had was, and I mentioned this to you, it's just regarding the time in the movie. So when you look at the, the clocks in the background of the movie, so when he's at the, in, in the ladies office at the start of the movie, the time is 11.11 when he's in, when they show him him being in Arkham, uh, when he's banging his head against the door, it's also 
and there was a clip i believe in the guy's office or where he works there's also 11 11 so could the movie itself be a dream uh hmm. yeah that so is interesting because i saw a post on instagram where all the clocks were 11 11 yep so um, that, like we know that we know the impact of what 11 11 means like everyone says oh 11 11 you make a wish blah 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 yeah would you uh, prefer this um take or would you prefer the previous one where it's a flashback oh i i hate movies that end up being a dream i don't think they work i think it's lazy uh i think that's the best way to kind of for directors to just close up any loopholes uh i think the one with the flashback the movie being the whole flashback and him narrating at the end it's probably a perfect kind of theory, perfect approach to the movie. And I prefer that one, to be honest. Um, one quote, though, I got from the whole 11-11, and this was, just, I, I saw this somewhere. Uh, people saying that it's a reference to Jeremiah 11-11 in the Bible. So therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which there shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me and will not uh, something unto them. So sounding like the new Kanye album. I need, I need to hear your thoughts about it so there's a lot of theories going on around and so forth the one with the the Batman one that's something that I was been thinking about the one with 11-11 that's something that I didn't notice and, and I saw an Instagram post regarding that I I don't believe 11-11 the time being at the same like throughout various shots is coincident because that would be like I don't, I don't think it is and uh I think it's intention. It's put there intentionally to get people talking, but I don't believe that's the plot itself. And um, I'm more with my theory of that. This is him talking back. This the whole movie is a flashback. Um, and one more thing, just before we move on, uh, you know, you know, um, what's his neighbor's name again? Do you remember? Zazie it- Bell. I don't, I don't know her name. Uh, let's just say her acting name is Zazie Beats, whatever her name is. Um, one of the people that were working on the movie confirmed that she didn't die. And this, we kind of knew that because obviously Joker only killed people who, who hurt him and she's never hurt him and she's always been nice to him and so forth. So yeah, it's just a conf- confirmation that she never actually dies in, in the movie. Um, yeah, good to know that she lived. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I think it's, it's the perfect choice. Uh, uh, moving on, talking about R-rated movie, another R-rated movie is Logan. We've both seen it. I've seen it in both the normal version and the, the black and white version, which I highly recommend people watching. So the Logan director, James uh, Mangold, has confirmed that he's pretty much interested in, in writing and directing a solo X-23 movie. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Would it be the same actress as the last one, or do you think they would age her up? Uh, no, I think they need to have the same actress, 100%. Okay. Because she didn't speak much English in that last movie. But what um, is, she's, is, in, is, she's in that new HBO series, His Dark Materials. Yeah. Is, is she not American? I thought she was American. She's like Hispanic, I think. She mm. spoke mostly Spanish in that movie. Okay, but maybe that... It depends on where they're going to go with the movie, obviously. If, if it's... Yeah. If it's, I would like to see a direct, obviously a direct uh, sequel to the movie. Uh, watch maybe what she did after uh, Wolverine died. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential. And once again, it goes back to the whole R-rated discussion that we were having where this works perfectly in 
an R-rated setting. You might be able to tone it down a bit. Maybe the one below it, I don't know what that is. Over there. PG-13. PG-13. Okay, so here it's 18 and then 15. So you might be able to turn it down for 15 rated. Actually, talking about ratings, you know Joker was a 15 rated movie, yeah? not even 18. So 18 is the highest rated. Oh, I didn't know there was different categories there. Yeah, so we've got uh, U for Universal P, PG Parents Guardian, PG-12. So uh, 12, but you need to be accompanied by a parent. Uh, 15, so 15s and over 18. And then there's another one above 18 plus. I think that's like strictly, yeah. Um, so those are the ratings here. And Joker was a 15 rated movie. I think Logan, let me just double check my Blu-ray one second. Logan is an 18 rated movie. So I thought Joker was a bit more intense than uh, Logan itself, but I think it would work. I think it's, I think that we need more R rated movie. I think uh, the audience is a bit more mature now. I think the Logan movie itself as, as a sequel would be awesome. I don't think you obviously you can call it Logan or anything like, like that. Might be X-23. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts. I just wanted it out there because I, I loved the original movie, Logan. It's one f- for me, uh, and I know you, I think you disagreed with me. If Logan was part of the, let's say, Marvel kind of universe in the sense where it doesn't belong to Fox, Logan would be in my top five. Uh, yeah, and I think the big question here is: Is Disney gonna want to make an X twenty three movie? Do they want to make an R rated movie? Because they own the rights now. Exactly, and that's it's nice. That it's awesome that you picked up because that's also an issue in terms of Deadpool. I know they've confirmed Deadpool to be uh, they'll continue with the R rated theme, but how far does Disney push it? Obviously, Disney being family friendly, family orientated. Obviously, don't forget they need to sell merchandise in their Disney stores. Um, and that's the same issue that I had with, let's say, any TV shows. What TV shows can they push to be R-rated, 18? It's going to be on a streaming service, which uh, a lot of parents are going to uh, pick up on. A lot of parents are going to buy. Uh, and obviously, how far do they push, push that out? You know, like, what, what do they do? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I just hope they keep it consistent. That's pretty much the main thing when, I guess when you come to, to making movies is imagine Deadpool going now, now because Deadpool is part of the part of Marvel. Imagine Deadpool going from R rated, R rated, and then you turn it down a bit to PG, whatever it is, just won't work with it. Like you, you get the whole, I, I think as meta Deadpool is, I think he could like make fun of the fact that he has to be PG 13. You reckon, they can okay. make his own yeah. movies radar, but when he like crosses over with the Avengers of Spider Man, he can like make like a reference like, "Oh, I can't, I can't use any language in this movie. This movie is PG thirteen, and that's something like that." But that's where I think it won't work because, oh shit! Listen, it just reminded me of something. Fleabag, you know when she's yeah, narrating, we, 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 need, we need to go back and talk about Fleabag after this. One second. Okay. So you know when Deadpool talks and he narrates and stuff like that, that's just what work in the MCU. If that makes sense. Uh, I think it it would. I think you, you know it'd be like Fleabag. It it'll be like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Okay. Listen, we're gonna stop right there. We're gonna we need to talk about Fleabag. Mia, Mia recommended me this TV show. And Mia, you have a hundred percent record of recommending me great TV shows. I know we've just gone off, and we, I know we're doing the news, but I really want to talk about Fleabag. It's a shame. We, I completely forgot. I can't believe it. 
Mio, that TV show is, I'm going to swear, it's fucking awesome. I don't give a it's shit. It's amazing. It's, it's so good. It's one of the best TV shows I've watched this year. It's so funny, man. And um, Mio, you take away first because you watched it before me. Yeah. And I'll give you my thoughts. But I couldn't stop laughing throughout. The, and I sent you a video of me just like, literally, it was that not was a funny like, video. oh, mate. It, I watched that scene so many times and then I was, I was like, I need to show me my reaction. And it was, that was my genuine reaction to that particular scene after watching it so many times, you know, you know, when you watch something and then after, let's say a few runs, you're like, okay, it just gets normal. Every time that, that scene was on, it was hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. Thinking of it in my head now, right now, I, I really want to laugh. So go ahead. Talk about Fleabag. Okay. So Fleabag. Um, I, I heard about it through like the grapevines. People were saying how good it was, how funny it was, how how it was. I'm like, okay, it can't be that good. Then I feel like a few weeks ago, it won the Emmy for best comedy. So I was like, okay, now I got to check the show out. First episode, first scene, I'm hooked. The show is so funny. The show is so smart and witty. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she's a, she's a genius. I think people should just stop writing TV shows now. Like it's over. Yeah, no one's gonna top that show. Like, just just give up writing. You know, just let her write every TV show. Like, let her write The Mandalorian. Let her write, um, I don't Succession. I don't know. Every every TV show because you recommended it to me on a few podcasts ago, and you keep mentioning. I was like, okay, cool. And once you told me, it's such an easy watch. Each episode is pretty much twenty minutes. Yeah, it's just like a long movie if you think about it. Yeah, and. The setting is, yeah, continue. Sorry, sorry, continue. Yeah, it's this, you know, it's based in your hometown, right? Yeah, uh, well, quite close. It's based in my, in Hampstead. So quite close to the gym I used to go to. I actually sent you a picture yesterday of, I was in the area. Uh, So just like, that's why I loved it because I felt like I was there uh, because I know the area so well. It's like literally 10 minutes. uh, One of the scenes, the cafe is like 10 minutes down the road from me. Uh, we actually drove past it yesterday. Completely forgot to take a photo of it. It was just like a horrible weather, raining dog. So we drove past the cafe yesterday, and I just and the barber shop, the sex shop. That those are all kind of situated quite close to each other. The the church. I'm not too sure where that that's based. I had a, a few ideas in my mind, but it turned out it wasn't the case. Uh, but that TV show in general, Mia, I'm so ha- happy you recommended it to me. It's it's, it's so like, funny. When you first told me about, it, I was like, okay, cool. I know for a fact Mio's recommendations are, are awesome. You've got a 100% success rate with me at the moment. When I read the synopsis and it was like, it's about this lady who's addicted to sex and stuff like that. I thought, you know what? It's going to be one of those typical sleazy uh, shows. You know, I didn't think it would like target the male audience, but it's far from it. It's like, it's, I would say the first season is really funny. And then it kind of with, um, I would say with mature content and mature themes, it tries to tell a story as well as it goes goes along into season two. For those of you who, who are based in the UK, it's on Amazon Prime, season one, but it's a BBC free uh, original, essentially. So you can just watch it on BBC iPlayer. So that's how I figured out to watch season two. Highly, highly recommend it. It's, I think it. it's easily in my top five. It's so funny. Like literally, there's every single episode uh, just made me laugh that particular scene in the sex shop as well that my god just thinking about that now is just hilarious it's, it's well shot uh, 
when she breaks the third wall as well, talking. Yeah, and then, the narration's so good on the show. So good. Like, when I first saw it, I was like, this is awesome. And I love that. And then, obviously, with the priest, he kind of, he figures it out. That really, like, threw me off. That really, like... Yeah, that was... That was yeah, I've never seen that before. Yeah, he was like, what are you doing? What's that? And he was like, and she's like, what? And he was like, that thing you do with your neck. And then she does it again. He's like, oh, that thing. And then... um. I think he completely realizes what what she's doing. Then he actually has has his own moments. Uh, Matt, I can't, I can't I can't say uh, enough about this TV show. I would highly recommend it. It's an easy watch. It's literally twenty minutes an episode. I finished season one in one night, and then season two the next night. It was it got me hooked. I know uh, it might you might some people might find the, the humor let's say immature but i loved it i think yeah i feel like she she thinks like we we do like when she narrates when she you know breaks the fourth wall it's like how i would react in those situations too yeah exactly it's just so like i'm like are you like looking inside my mind right now like what's going on it's so good i love that i really did i really enjoyed it it's so refreshing to like to watch something different like i haven't seen anything like that this year um, everything I've watched have been like really intense dramas like Mindhunter, Stranger Things, Chernobyl, uh, um, When They See Us, uh, stuff like that. That's what I've watched this this year, obviously now with Watchmen. Intense like drama, thrillers. I haven't seen anything of the nature of Freebag and, and I think that's why I enjoyed it. And I'm so happy I watched it, man. I can't believe we completely forgot to talk about it. Is it the funniest show you've seen this year? Oh, 100%. I don't think I've seen anything funnier yeah. than that. It's it's hilarious. I loved it. What did you think of the the British culture, British accent? I love it. I yeah. it makes me want to develop a British accent for some reason. It's quite funny. Yeah, I love it. It's quite. I funny. just love British humor in general. Like it's so it's like really dark and like dry, but it's like really funny. Yeah, British humor is like, and I have this saying where white British people really have no banter, <laughs> uh, and it's kind of the same with with this TV show where. She's the only one that has great banter. Everyone that tries to make banter is like really, yeah, really dry. Like the mother-in-law, she 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 has this banter, like really witty, dry banter, and uh, you can't help but laugh. Not because it's extremely funny, but because it's like dry in a sense. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, mate, just talk about it. Got, got a smile on my face. It's really, really highly recommend anybody, everybody actually, to watch this. It's it's awesome. Uh, Mia, what did you make of the the setting? So obviously I, the British setting. Yeah, I love the setting. It's like super simple, super like it feels like it feels like a realistic world you're living in. Like a lot of shows, it doesn't feel too realistic, but this yeah. one, it feels like you know, like it feels like she could just pop up with your door anytime. Exactly, and and I think that's why I bought into it a lot more than maybe you did because it's around the corner. It's like my my home area, man. It's my city. I know these landmarks and. Every time there was a scene, I would take a picture. I was like, Mio, this is this and this is that. And it was awesome. That cafe is like around the corner from my gym. And um, you should so, go on Chatty Wednesdays. What's that? Where you make a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, did you like season one more? Or season oh, more? Chatty Wednesday. Oh, you mean in the cafe? Yeah. Okay. I'll put you. To, okay. That, that was, that was awesome. I, I love that. And I loved how her cafe was like booming eventually and, and so forth. It had some dark, I say stories like uh, yeah. As, it, when it as, wants to get serious, it gets serious. It gets serious, and um, when she's walking past that barber shop, that's uh, 
that was always my same route towards the gym. Like my gym pretty much is, if you walk straight down that route, she was taking, take a left, go up the hill. My gym's there. And that's where the barbershop was in the cafe. So yeah. Um, you, I think you just asked me something. Sorry. Oh yeah. Did you like season one more or season two? See, that's why I'm in two minds. Like season one was, it did so much to kind of buy me into it and get me hooked and, me laughing and I had I literally had the best time of my life watching it season two I loved because it started diving into topics and you could see what was happening especially with her sister her sister went from I don't know if you noticed this where her sister throughout the tv show just ended up getting ugly and ugly like she started off with like this really nice persona and she looked really pretty and then she just developed like like she just ended up looking stressed yeah, you, and, you saw her flowers yeah like when you first meet her, she's like perfect. Yeah. But now you like the, the more the show goes on, the more flaws you see. Yeah, exactly. And even her sister touched on it when they're in that um the feminist meeting where she's like, Oh, I'm off to meet my sister. She's flawless, she's beautiful and stuff like that. And when you meet her, you're like, Okay, cool. And then as she goes on, I felt like she ended up like aiding badly. Essentially, everything was taking a toll on her. She didn't know where she wanted, but what's the main character's name? Fleabag. Is that her name? Yeah. Oh, so Fleabag herself, like, even though she wasn't, let's say, working in this high-end job or had a family or had kids, she was, like, free and happy. and. Yeah, she said, her sister said she was jealous of Fleabag. Yeah. You know, she had, like, the big office, the successful career. Yeah. Like, when she goes to her office, her office is massive. It's, like, the size of my my house. And she's like, don't don't make a remark of of the office, but... (laughs) <laughs> there's so many good scenes man when she picks up the trophy in the office and she breaks in she has to run <laughs> that, I really enjoyed that the sex shop scene was was hilarious and uh, the scene where she tries on with that lady who wins the award that was pretty cool uh, so many good scenes like um, yeah. the scene I like that, that none of the characters have names in the show it's just like dad hot priest um, her sister has a name but a lot of the characters don't oh, I didn't even, like, even notice that like when the godmother's trying to remember the dad's name, but she can't. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is uh, like, oh, like for, for whatever reason, I can't remember your name. I always call you darling. Oh, like no, she, I, I never noticed that. Okay. Because he doesn't have a name. The, the opening scene is what brought it to me. Uh, when she's, yeah, that opening scene is so funny. I'm just going to say it when she's getting on, <laughs> when she's getting it on with this guy <laughs> and then he hits her from the back. Yeah, <laughs> and then she's narrating. What she say? She say something. Do I have she's a like, big and asshole? Then, and then, like throughout the whole day, you keep wondering, do I yeah. have a massive asshole? And as soon as that hit, I was like, I'm sold. It was hilarious. I was like, I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, I knew I was in for a good time with this uh, TV show, and it was just hilarious. It's beautiful. Uh, the setting is awesome. Maybe a bit more in, in my case where I know the area and so forth. But I loved it. There were so many good scenes when she had to, when she stole the, the little statue from her mother's in-law and I was hilarious. Uh, that scene where she goes to the bank to get a loan. That yeah, was the first was scene funny. that I saw and it was like literally down the road from where I live uh, next to my parents-in-law actually. Uh, oh. So yeah, when I go, we usually walk past there. There's actually, funny enough, there's a game, uh, retro game market happening in that exact area in two weeks time. So I might go there. So if I do, I'll take a picture. Yeah, you mentioned that. You should go. Yeah, 100%. Pick up a Game Boy or something, man. I'm really feeling that retro vibe. Um, But yeah, that scene when she's at at the bank and then 
she takes her top off thinking that she's wearing something underneath but realizes she doesn't so she panics uh that scene was also made there's so many good scenes so many good scenes and when eventually she friends the the banker and then he brings her a a a quote-unquote guinea pig and she just goes that's a hamster (laughs) hamster Uh, I love those scenes where she like she predicts she knows what's happening uh, when she walks into her sister-in-law's house sorry her sister's house and then she sees her uh, her sister's husband and it's like she's watching porn or when she's when she's talking late to the lawyer like yeah they're banged in or whatever it's so funny so good uh, oh her sister was called Claire yeah that's and, her name and, and I remember that because her sister had the hots for one of her work empl- uh, colleagues. His name was Claire. Too. And his name was Claire. And that was like, oh, yeah. We, we could go on forever about this. And we yeah. literally make our own TV show, uh, sorry, podcast. If you haven't seen Fleabag and you're based in the UK, 100% go watch it. It's available on BBC iPlayer season Quick one and watch. two. Quick watch. It's, it's so easy. You can literally, it, you can watch it in an evening. It's, it's pretty much... How many episodes? Six in each yeah, season? Yeah, six 25 minute episodes. Yeah, there you go. And because it's so short, there's like no fat to it. It's just all all good meat. Like all, all there's good. no filler. Yeah. It's just all quality stuff. Quality meat, like uh, those chicken wings that we get from the, uh, Wingstop for myself. Shout out Wingstop, yeah. please sponsor this podcast. Um, some after this podcast. Yeah, same. Uh, unfortunately, Nick doesn't like wing, uh, wings, so we might. We might have to get him off this podcast before he's even started. Yeah. Funny we'll enough. To, yeah. We'll have to wings before the Star Wars one. Oh, 100%. Uh, talk about Star Wars. Yeah, you read my mind. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the trailer. Your thoughts on that? Because you're a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. Yeah. Um, take it away. So I was watching the Patriots-Jets game, and they were like, halftime, the Star Wars trailer is premiering. I was like, oh. Sorry, Patriots still 7 or no? Yep, seven out. We beat the Jets thirty-three to zero. Nice. Um, yeah, the the commercial came on. I have no idea what's going on in the trailer. It's just a bunch of like action, a bunch of battle scenes. But I know the Emperor's back, and I know that you know I'm again. Like it looks, the the effects look amazing. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, so we we were talking about this off air, just normal conversation. I'm a big fan of the of the OGs, uh, the 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 original. What was it four, five, and six? Big fan of yeah. those. One, two, and three. I've watched. Oh, look, I've only seen Star Wars each Star Wars uh, film once. Uh, I've seen Phantom Menace when I was a kid. I, I really enjoyed that at the time. One, two, and three. Obviously, I need to rewatch them. So I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. And recently, out of the latest ones, my favorite one is is it Rogue One, the standalone. Rogue One's really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed I that. One's one of the best. Yep. I really enjoyed that compared to, I can't remember the titles of the other two. What were they called? Force Awakens and Last Jedi. That's, there you go. Thank you. So I'm not a big fan of those. I, did, I, I went to watch them just because, you know, I had this kind of association with Star Wars. I've seen all of them. And when I first saw the, the first kind of teaser trailer for Rise of Skywalker, I was like, you know what? This looks boring. We even said that. But this trailer, man, I want to watch this day one and we're definitely going to have a podcast talk just all Star Wars. It really sold it to me. You know, there's a lot going on. I don't know what's happening. I have no idea. Uh, I like Kylo Ren's um, kind of character. That's one thing that's always got me coming back to these. Yeah, Adam Driver's a good actor. Yeah. 
He was good at Black Klansman. I was about to say, he's in that movie. I haven't seen it. I've heard great things about it. So I really want to watch that movie. And um, so that's what keeps me coming back to this movie. And the trailer, man, it, it, was, it was well done. A lot going on. But I have this suspicion where there's a lot of stuff in that trailer that have only been put because it's a trailer that don't really want to have ruin the storyline. There's a lot of videos going around on YouTube, things that you might have missed in the trailer. I kind of avoid those. Uh, I'm not big on Star Wars lore, so it, as a normal, let's say, cinema goer, I enjoyed the trailer. It was good. It really sold it to me. I know Nick said that he didn't really enjoy it as much. He said that he doesn't know what's going on in the trailer. Uh, shout I out agree Nick with once him, again. Yeah. And um, I think Nick's a bigger Star Wars fan than both of us. Is that correct? Mm, I don't know about that. Or was it? I'm, know, a, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. You're a big Star Wars fan. I know. Was Harris a big Star Wars fan? Yeah, he he liked Star Wars. He, yeah. So we're definitely going to do a Star Wars podcast. We'll have Nick on the show as well. Uh, I But in general, I enjoyed the Star Wars trailer. Uh, it sold it to me. I'll definitely buy tickets. I'll probably go watch it day one and see if my brother wants to tag along. Something the missus doesn't really care about. But just before that, I think I'm going to have to rewatch every single one, except for obviously yeah, Rogue One. I'm going to do it too. Uh, I haven't seen the latest, well, the last one, the Han Solo one. I heard, I've heard that it was pretty shit. It and, was, um, it was okay. I didn't, I didn't mind it. It was just another movie. Is it, is it worth the watch? Let's say because it's on, look. I'm not going to buy it on uh, Blu-ray. It's on the cable box. I could download it and watch it. No, nothing, nothing really happens in that movie. Okay, but um, Phoebe Waller Bridge is in that movie, so yeah, I think you should watch. Okay, fair enough. Um, but Rogue One for me, out of the latest ones, has been my favorite. Uh, no idea why. I just I've, I think you know Rogue One has the best space battles in any Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I know that we were is we were pretty much the similar thoughts with the the last one that came out. Um, was it uh, right? no? What was the last one that came out? Sorry, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah, and just like weaponizing hyperspace and all that kind of stuff. We were like, doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. Even for me, who's as somebody who's not really up to date with the Star Wars lore, who's kind of forgotten kind of the Star Wars storyline, even I knew that that didn't make no sense. So imagine somebody who's like really into Star Wars like yourself. So um, in general, I like the trailer. I'm looking forward to it. It comes out in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely going to watch it. Definitely have a podcast to look out for that. And we'll just take it from, from there. Um, talking about Star Wars. Uh, let's talk about the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian, something that we've been extremely hyped about. Uh, I just wanted to get some information out there because it's just around the corner, essentially. Disney Plus announced kind of their full list of what they're streaming. There's about 600 movies, TV uh, TV shows launching with Disney Plus streaming site. Uh, Lucky for you, it comes comes out uh, in a few weeks. Here, no idea what's happening as a UK release date. Uh, One of the things they announced was The Mandalorian full schedule and i like this kind of approach where you don't have to wait a whole week so episode one comes out on november the 12th episode two follows it on november 15th episode three to 22nd episode four to 29th uh episode five is december the 6th episode six is uh, the 13th of december episode seven is the 18th and then finally the last episode episode eight on the 27th of december so eight episodes in general uh I like kind of the layout for this. It's not like a full-on week. Like uh, I think there's pretty much three days in between some episodes. Some episodes maybe a full week. Uh, I believe when they get to, I think the first two episodes are only three days. I think just to create that hype and that uh, generate the hype because um, I think Netflix are releasing a few heavy hitters during that time as well. 
but my only concern is eight episodes. I would have maybe like to see maybe 10 or 12, but whatever the case may be, I'm extremely hyped for this TV show. Like, I just hope I can get my hands on, on watching it. I don't want to do this TV show any injustice by not watching it with a quality stream. Yeah, I'll hook you up. You'll hook me up. Thank you. I'll probably have to use a VPN or something like that to bounce off my IP address. But what are your thoughts on, we know your thoughts on the Mandalorian. We're both extremely hyped. What are your thoughts on kind of the schedule, the approach? Would you have preferred a, them releasing every single episode at once? Or do you like this whole one by one by one? I'm I'm old school. I like the one by one. I like the fact that it gives us more discussion like we did with Watchmen. Like we just talk about the first episode. We'll probably talk about, you know, each episode as the season goes on, the discussion goes on. Yeah. If it would all dropped at the same time, you know, there's not as much discussion. You just you just bang it out, you move on to the next show, or whatever. Yeah, true. Sometimes that's good, but you know, for like a new show, I want the discussion to keep going on. Yeah, exactly. I think um you hit the nail on the head right there. I think, uh, for example, with Watchmen, I'm so happy that it's a one-by-one one kind of layout where rather than having all of them at once, I can only, let's say, uh, pro- provide the viewers or listeners with one hour of a complete review or complete thoughts with this. At least we could dive in maybe half an hour, one hour for each episode. So that I'm looking forward to, to it as a, let's say, uh, podcast reviewer kind of perspective. As a viewer myself, uh, I think old school style one by one is is great. Uh, it works with some TV shows, doesn't work with certain TV shows. But it reminds me, obviously, back in the days when I used to watch, the say, Prison Break or or whatever I was watching, like Lost. Each episode will come on one week, and it'll give you something to look forward to the next week. Like once Watchmen finished last Monday, I was counting the days to the next episode. I couldn't wait. So it's the same with The Mandalorian. Uh, I think it's going to be such a good TV show. Uh, so much potential. It wrapping up kind of the 20, 2019, uh, we're going to obviously be doing a top five TV shows of the year, uh, maybe midway during the Mandalorian schedule. So we'll just see how we're going to do that from a logistics point of view. But so far, for it to break in my top five, it's got a lot of work to do. Uh, so does Watchmen. I think the, the last spot for, let's say, the last fifth spot will probably go down between Watchmen and Mandalorian because my top five TV shows of this year pretty much uh, all set, all wrapped up. We've talked about it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Happy with this schedule, one by one. Yeah, I think it's the perfect, perfect approach and literally can't wait. Yeah, um, and I think the eight episodes is nice because it pre- preserves the quality. I think any more, it kind of feels like filler. Like, I love 24. 24 is one of my favorite shows, but, yep. you know, oh, 24 episodes. I forgot about that. 24 episodes there's a lot of filler like some episodes like he needs to change his car tires and yeah. like some it's just like mundane after a while but some tv shows tv shows i don't know why i said shoes tv shows do really well like breaking bad if you look at the rating there was hardly any fillers to that i think the only episode that i felt was maybe unnecessary or maybe felt filler but even in the in the bigger picture wasn't was remember the, the scene fly? with the fly. Yeah, that scene. I knew it. Why are we always linked? Brain emoji, fam. Brain. Wait, I've got a perfect meme. I've got a perfect meme for this. One sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. Please, just wait on. I've got the perfect video for this. You know what I'm going to do. Oh, it's just a pop pop. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Um, so, yeah, that episode it, itself, I thought, 
maybe you could not have maybe not needed but i kind of gave you the uh, the view on how heisenberg approach, approaches stuff he wants everything to be meticulous perfection and so forth but um yeah some tv shows do it really well some people some don't some just feel like extreme fillers and i've, I've watched a few tv shows recently which i can't remember which what they were that felt fillers um but of eight episodes they could really dive into the state the quality behind the story really dive into the story uh the law of the uh, Star Wars universe. Personally, I just I have no idea where it ties in into the universe. Uh, I don't know if you do. The Mandalorian. Yep. I think it takes place right after Episode Six. Okay. And it's from the fall of the Galactic Empire to the rise of um, the New Order. Okay, fantastic. Even for for someone who doesn't know much Star Wars, that made complete sense. I know my Star Wars fam. You I know your Star Wars. You could, you're going to have to need. need- you could yeah. put me in that universe and I could like, I, I go, okay, <laughs> we need to go to Coruscant. You're going to host the Star Wars episodes. You're ready for this, yeah? Yeah. One ready. Ho- so Mia's hosting the Star Wars episodes. You heard it here first. Uh, he's taking the lead on that. He's got much more knowledge than I do. Um, okay. So last few things I just want to talk about. When is, wait, when is um, Fallen Order come out, by the way? Oh, Ooh, that comes out in, let me do a quick, Google search for everybody. So Star Wars The Fallen Order, the video game, comes out in find out. It comes out. Oh no date. When's this? Comes out in November. Yeah, November the 15th. So day oh, that's before, close. Yeah, day before my birthday. I might actually. Yeah. Are you is this a day one purchase for you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm just a bit concerned just because of the price, but I'll definitely pick it up on maybe on, on console or something. It's Dark, Dark Souls Star Wars. Quite yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that reminded me. So I'll probably, if there's any, anybody out there that wants to buy me a birthday gift, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, finally, just talking about two other topics. One of them I'm not going to talk about too much. And that's just Black Adam has a production date confirmed and they've confirmed this over Instagram. Uh, he confirmed that the production for that movie is going to start in July 2020 of next year. That's so wild that he got announced to play like five years ago. This movie has been talked about for 10 years. Uh, and that's why I just point out there, just for anybody that's kind of forgotten about it, it exists. Um, me personally, uh, I don't want to dwell on this uh, topic too long, but I'm just fed up of The Rock. Yeah, he makes you. too many movies. I'm just so bored of him now. I'm like... He's a person. You're, you're not excited for Jungle Cruise? No way. No, of course not. The ride's pretty good. Did you ride the ride? No. It's okay. I'm just like, in general, it's like, at the time, The Rock was up and coming and you and everyone was like, oh my God, he's the perfect casting choice for, for, for Black Adam. And I, I agreed, but I've just seen him in so many movies. Like, he's in a movie every month now, every week, pretty much nearly. And um, I'm just bored of him. So... It's, I still believe it's the perfect casting choice for this, but hey, it's out there. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it too much as for I have it. Should um, Black Adam be rated high? Um, it's not going to be rated R, though, is it? It's part yeah, of the, no, that's just a joke. Is, is, is it part? It's not part of the MCU, I believe. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. DCU? Sorry, DCU. Um, we uh, almost got destroyed for that. We, yeah, we almost went, well, I almost went full retard there. You know the rule is you never go full retard. Shout out you Tropic Thunder. Cross, you never cast Mario on DC. Never. Uh, I think my missus did that once. I think she did that just to wind me up. She called Superman's <laughs> part of the MCU. And I looked at her and she was, 
I think she did. I think she didn't know. This was years ago. This was years ago. But anyways, uh, she's my wife now, so we've sort we've, we've figured things out. But is it going to be R-rated? I doubt it. Is it part of the DCEU? I have no idea what's going on with that shit over there. Uh, just stop making DCEU movies. Uh, another kind of DC movie, which we know is part of the DCEU, is Wonder Woman. The trailer dropped. Sorry, the trailer has been announced for December. Uh, I think it's at Brazil Comic Con. Uh, they released the original Wonder Woman at, I think, Mexico Comic Con a, a few years back, could be mistaken. But what I want to talk about was Pedro Pascal, who is in. He's in. Is he in Star Wars? Yeah, he plays yeah. the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. He plays the Mandalorian. He's also in Narcos season one and two, which is probably one of he's the best good. TV shows as well. He's um, in Game of Thrones. He's, he's in, in the second Kingsman movie. Yep. Which is okay. It was okay. It was, it was the first one. Exactly. Uh, I like him as an actor. It's nice. For me, up and coming actor, I haven't really seen him much movies. But anyway, he's, he's apparently being casted as Maxwell Lord. So, uh, what's I don't name? know too much Wonder Woman lore. Do you know who that is? I, I know a bit. What's the director? Uh, Patty, Patty Jenkins? Yeah. So she tweeted, and obviously I had inside knowledge on Wonder Woman, just wanted to get that out there and uh, give us a bit of integrity. This was obviously the original Wonder Woman. Uh, for those of you who don't know the sto- story, her husband used to train at my gym and we used to talk. And I actually got invited to go to the Wonder Woman set when they were filming in London. Oh, yeah, but I couldn't make it. So I was just going to be one of those people in the background, you know, during that, the scene in London. That was going to be me, man. So anyways, shit happens. I couldn't make it. Um, you could have been the the Arabic guy in the movie. Exactly, and uh, that guy is actually Moroccan, you know. So he's oh, actually okay. he's actually Arab. So yeah, that could have been you. That could be me. So she confirmed uh, Maxwell Lord's going to be in it, and obviously people put Pedro Pascal and Maxwell Lord two and two together and figured out that he's going to be this. So Maxwell Lord slash Doctor Psycho, he's a villain with his and he has telepathic ability ramped up to the point where he mind controls Superman into attacking. Uh, allies by convincing him that his allies were in fact his most deadly enemies so that's kind of the law behind it uh his his a, approach in the comics has kind of changed over the years where one when he first started out he started out as a a big believer of the justice league he put the justice league together he funded it and so forth and then when there was an assassination attempt on him he kind of um the justice league kind of fell apart and so forth and then when they kind of re recreate him in the comics they create him as a as a villain Kind of essentially like Lex Luthor, but with uh, abilities. So, uh, yeah. So to end the threat, one woman actually kills him in, in this kind of the latest story arc. And an event that is televised in, internationally due to the Lord's uh, machinist and kind of further harming humanity's faith in superheroes. Uh, okay, years later, Lord was resurrected. And again, his telepathic abilities were amplified so that he managed to literally make the world forget that he existed so that he could carry on his plans in secret so that's kind of his approach he's like a lex Luthor, but with abilities he reminds me of dr doom slightly uh, he reminds of... me of um the villain from jessica jones with the mind control yep 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 uh so it's very very similar to that that's kind of just the backstory of maxwell lord uh i'm not once again massive in the law of uh, wonder woman he has popped up in a few justice league comics that i've read but that's kind of that approach and i'm looking forward to to that because I've seen this uh, side shots uh, of Pedro Pascal side by side with Maxwell Lord. It, it, it looks really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. I just hope that Wonder Woman, I think a lot of people made that movie out to be much better than it 
actually was because obviously of what movies came before it. It was uh, okay. It was okay. It was just if that was it. It was just it was an okay movie. I think you know, I enjoyed Aquaman more than that. Uh, I enjoyed uh, Man of Steel more more than Wonder Woman. Uh, and the final act in Wonder Woman was horrific. It was just so bad. It was awful. Yeah, it's just like a CGI boss fight. Yeah, it was awful. It was just it was so well done before. And it was just like it ended up being this horrific CGI boss fight. And just and the villain, like I saw the villain coming ages ago. It was just like. Like if if you noticed him in the movie at the start, then that was that was a movie done, and kind of how they uh, incorporated his face on the kind of on the body of the villain just didn't work behind the mask. That was weird. Know. Yeah, it was just so weird. But yeah, that so the trailers. I'm looking forward to the trailer. It's the movie was supposed to come out this year actually. Yeah, they Should've, delayed it for some reason. They de- they delayed it for a whole year, which. It's the same with video games and just movies. I rather because there's been a lot of video uh, video games this week being delayed. I rather producers just de- delay something and put the quality and work into it rather than rushing it. Because, for example, Ubisoft dropped Ghost Re- Recon Wildlands recently, and that's done Breakpoint. Extreme, Breakpoint, sorry, and that's done extremely bad. So now they've gone and delayed the new Rainbow Six and Watch Dogs to fiscal year of 2020, which starts. In April onwards, oh. uh, and The Last of Us too got delayed to May next year. Which Cyberpunk's coming out during that time, so I probably won't play it until next gen PS5. Um, but yeah, I've other production companies delay movies, delay stuff, and put the quality in it. It doesn't necessarily work all the time. Like some movies go into like this production limbo, and they get like, for example, Gemini Man was supposed to be in development for God knows how long. Uh, you obviously lose directors, lose script writers, and then eventually when it comes out, it just it's a mess. So it's the same with uh, Gemini Man at the moment. It's just been it's made a, a massive loss in in the box office. So uh, I don't know if you wanted to add anything onto the Wonder Woman trailer. Um, now anything you don't have to just yeah. Um, I probably won't see it in theaters, but I'll probably watch it on DVD. Just check it out. I'm not too excited for it. I don't know what your thoughts are. Uh, it's DCEU, so I'm going to watch it. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of we'll take the hype as it comes and see if we if it does want a a podcast. I don't think it will. I think it's just going to be something we just talk about. Uh, but I'm excited. I, like the thing that excites me the most is just seeing the path the DCEU goes down. To be honest, that that that's the only thing that excites me about it. If you can give me any DCEU movie at the moment, I want Man of Steel two. That's the one I'm, I'm really keen on. But other than that, like, I think the DCEU is dead. It's as simple as that. I just need to focus on pushing solo movies. They tried to rush and make rush and make a, a unified universe like the Marvel in two or three movies. So it just doesn't work. So we'll see what happens. But that's kind of, kind of my thoughts. I, that's kind of the news for this week. There's not much. Thankfully, we got up to quite a lot this week. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the Watchmen episode dropping today for me or tomorrow for myself. Tomorrow, uh, sorry, next week's supposed to be a special episode. We're not too sure what it's going to be yet. Mio, do you have any ideas? Um, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Look, stay tuned to that. But in terms of releases this this week, there's nothing much coming out. Uh, the only thing I could think of is Luigi's Mansion Three comes out on the 31st of October. Uh, for any people, for any people that have a Nintendo Switch, uh, and I know we included this in episode five, Mio's Music Corner, whatever you called it, I can't remember. 
and we said we'll make it once every month. But I really wanted to hear your thoughts on the new Kanye album. I know you're okay. a fan. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was pretty good. It's not his best work. It's not, it's not bad, as people were saying it is. Like, there's a lot of hate going on around it. But, you know, it's kind of cool to hate on Kanye right now. Yep. Um, he's you know his public he's, perception he's big, is not the yeah. best. He's he's big at the moment in terms of his Yeezy lineup. It's just there's a new Yeezy trainer sneaker dropping every single week. Um, I personally haven't seen anything or any uh, information about the album, so I'm going into this album not knowing nothing. The only the only time I knew he was dropping the album was every time I saw your snap. <laughs> that was that yeah, was the only time. time. He like he always does that. He announces a date, it never comes out. He delays it. It's always late, you know. I've gotten used to it at this point. But yeah, you know, it's a good listen. Um, it's short. It's like about twenty-seven minutes. It's got like a consistent theme throughout it. But you know, just check it out. See your thoughts. Don't let anyone's opinions affect your opinion, because you know, just because a lot of people are hating something, at the end of the day, it's you know, all that matters is your opinion. Exactly, and music, just like everything else, I guess it's all subjective. So yeah, um, I guess you're subjective. Yeah, sure. I guess you'll wait until a few more episodes to give you give you a, a few, full review on it, or um, full review, full review on it. It's pretty good. It's just you know, I, I wouldn't say it's his best album. It's probably his worst album, but oh the, wow. the, there are no bad Kanye albums, so this one's still pretty good. I agree with with you on that because um, the last album that he dropped, I can't remember the exact name. I really enjoyed that. I don't think there was a single skippable song in that. Yeah, that, that one's pretty short too. Yeah, I, I think that's why I enjoyed it. Uh, the life of was it life of Pablo? Yeah, we hated you know, it at first. But yeah, I was about to say it. It grew on me. It grew uh, on was, too. Yeah, there was a few songs in there. There's still a few songs that you know once it pops on, like skip. It grew on me. But the last one I really enjoyed was, dude, which one was it? It was. So Jesus. there was. Oh, which one was Jesus? No, Jesus. There was only a few songs I liked. I like. I love Jesus. Blood on the leaves and. Uh, I Am A God. I think those are the two songs I enjoyed from that particular album. Yeah, so with Yeezus, that's what happened to me. Like, I liked it at first, but then everyone's saying, oh, it's trash, oh, it's bad. So yeah. I eventually, you know, like, they affected my opinion, so I thought it was bad. Then when I re-listened to it, I was like, oh, this, this album's pretty good. And, like, it's aged really well. People actually think it's, like, a masterpiece now. Oh, really? But, yeah. Uh, the one before that was My Dark Twisted, Twisted Fantasy. That one's his best. That one was really good. But I like his old school ones, man, like Graduation. Yeah. And- you can't go wrong with, like, if so you ask someone what's a Kanye album, there's no wrong answer. It could be any of them. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, at the moment, like, as we said, we, we touched on this at the beginning of the podcast. It's, it's cool to dislike something that everybody's liking, or it's cool to just jump on the bandwagon and yeah, hate it. Just something. So, have your own thoughts. Go and listen to it. I'm going to give it a good listen to it this week when I go to the gym. I'll just be... Like you, I've just been on that podcast vibe, man. I think last week, man, that podcast, I was listening back to our podcast. I, was, I knew this was going to happen to me. I was listening back to it, listening to Mio's kind of list. And there was a lot on there that I really wanted to watch. And that's kind of been my vibe at the moment, just listening to podcasts. Uh, and, and that's just me. So I'll, I'll definitely give Kanye a listen to this week. Um, is there anything else you wanted to plug before we jump off? Uh, nope. Going to play some more out of world yep um are you excited for any movies coming out uh the only there's one more movie yeah there was two movies that i really wanted to watch i think the one that i'm finally last one that i'm hyped for this this year is uh the matt damon christian bale uh 
Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. It's called, I believe in the UK, it's called Le Mans 66. So I have no idea why it's got two different names. I think it's going to be an issue for them when they start marketing it. But that's my like my last really like hyped movie. I think the other two like honorable mentions is I believe Twenty One Bridges. I don't know if that's this year or the start of next year. I don't year. know. It's got the Wakanda Forever guy in it. Yeah. Um, and Chadwick Boseman. Yep. And um, Star Wars. Those are the last three. I, I would say that I'll probably give it. But actually, uh, Terminator Dark Fate has been getting some good reviews. Yeah. It's, I'll, I'll probably check it out. I'll probably check it out. I'm not too sure. Like a cinema ticket here for me, it's not too expensive. It's something I could just, I could go uh, if I have nothing to do. So that's on my kind of watch list. I'm not too sure about it just yet. But other than that, really, not much. I'm excited of... for two. I'm excited for two Netflix movies coming out: The Irishman and um, A Marriage Story. Have you heard about Marriage Story? I haven't heard about Marriage. Wait, is Marriage Story got Scarlett Johansson and and, and Adam Driver? Yep, the... that looks good. Yeah, so I'll that's the... watch that. I want to watch that, and I also want to watch The Irishman. Uh, other than that, there's not much left for me this year. Yeah, I think it only comes down to video games, Death Stranding, Shenmue 3, uh, the Star Wars game, and what else? I, I think that's about it. And yeah, everything's been delayed, and that's me this year, really. So pretty much all set. So yeah. Um, other than that, that's it, really. Uh, let's just quickly recap the news. Joker becomes highest earning R-rated movie. Logan director once is interested in writing and direct, directing a solo X-23 movie. Wonder Woman trailer drops in December. And the other news to, to attach along with that is Pedro Pascal has been casted as Maxwell Lord in that movie. So he's the villain. Uh, Black Adam starts production next year in July. It feels like it's going on for an eternity, 20, uh, 10 years now. Uh, Star Wars trailer dropped and I'm in love with it. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, not big on the law, but I'm sold. And finally, Disney Plus, the Mandalorian full schedule has been announced and it looks like a, a good kind of layout to say week by week, essentially, uh, with eight episodes confirmed. Uh, other than that, just quickly want to thank everybody for the last episode and the feedback. Uh, I did mention this at the beginning of the episode, but honestly, it means so much to us. Uh, the response we get, is mind-blowing. We get so many hits, so many great positive feedback. If there's anything negative you also want to say, feel free, let us know where we can improve with we're trying to improve it as we go along. Like the Patriots, hopefully we've gone 7-0 with, uh, with this Let's episode. go. Let's go. Uh, and then other than that, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us this week for episode 7 of the Multiverse Podcast. If you would like to see more Multiverse content, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Multiverse. The links will be in the description. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply if you just tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Uh, we want, obviously, to fund our Wingstop addiction. Uh, once again, thank you for your time and we hope to catch you on our next episode.